morning. It is Dave and Jeff. It is January 2nd, 2024. Whoa. How does can you sound? believe it? <laughs> can you believe it? It is the new year. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I want to start off the new year by mentioning our good friend Brian Curry. Brian Curry, again, selling real estate all over San Diego County for almost 30 years now. He's won a ton of awards. He's the best in the business at it. This is why you're going to want Brian's number. If you aren't paying attention to it, it is tough to find the right house. And at the same time, interest rates are dropping. So you're going to see people looking for homes sooner than later. And at the same time, Brian's the guy that can get the most for your home. But if you're looking for a home in the neighborhood that you've been thinking about for years, make sure you call our good friend Brian Curry. Talk to a friend of mine tonight yeah. who's involved in Orange County. And Orange County is huge. Only 1,800 homes are available in Orange County. Whoa. So in San Diego, they're having major problems. But remember, when you have a guy like Brian Curry who's experienced like he is, He's the one you need to represent you, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Uh, we spent a lot of time over the weekend in Oceanside. We're up there just kind of running around, watching the games, hanging out. Yeah. And you forget how much the area at Coast Highway, I mean, that used to be the Star Theater. I've told the stories about the Star Theater. Man, there was you didn't want to be there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, much less 2 o'clock at night. Uh, or in the morning. But now, Dave, we were up uh, watching the Holiday Bowl. Jack, okay. and, Jack and I were up there, and we're running around. Dude, it is so nice, and there's condos, and there's homes, and you're so close to the beach. And it is one of the areas, unfortunately, Encinitas has been hit by this. Del Mar has been hit by this. Carlsbad, to a certain extent. But Oceanside has not been hit by that huge number of people that have overtaken everything and the need to change 101 to bike lanes. You can still get around, but you can still enjoy the beach yeah. and live pretty well. And it reminds me of what North County used to be. If you have thought about living by the beach and you said, man, I can't really swing Del Mar or La Jolla, uh, Brian's the guy to help you in Oceanside or anywhere up and down the coast. Anywhere East County, just give him a call. As they mentioned, 619-251-1588. You can find his inventory list uh, at briancurryrealestate.com. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. When you get that brand new home, make sure you call Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. You get that brand new pool. Look, so many great pools to choose from. Jeff tells you all the time. You go to the website. You check out the amazing work that Alan does. Our good friend Erica told me her goal in 2024 is to look like Morgan Fairchild. And that's oh, like why that. we should go with the Morgan Fairchild pool today, I said. All right, I'll do it. She needs to get to work, mostly on her attitude. But if you'd like a pool, my God. 619. Did you see her today? Talking about deleting text. I'm like, I need to mute you. I just got <laughs> to get mute her too? Yeah, get out with my life. Uh, but before we do that, who you never want to mute is Alan Taylor. If you go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, Look on the sponsor page. You're going to see the pools that he's built looking like Morgan Fairchild, Linda Blair, and so many of our other favorite celebrities. They can build one for you too. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Ask about available financing as well. All right. So here we are. New Year's here. January 2nd, we're off and running. <laughs> well, did you, go ahead. Let's see where you're going to start. Well, just because to get this out, we'll get it cleared up, go as far as you want to go on it. Uh, if you were driving today, 97.3 yep. came on this morning. Ben and Steve were back from break, and Adam Klug came on, their program director, and addressed what happened a couple of weeks ago with Coach. Did you listen? I did. I did hear it. I did, too. And But what I liked, Dave, was in the afternoon, I know Adam a little bit. I don't. I don't 
We're not friends. We don't text each other. We don't go to the movies. Yeah. I've never met him, but I'm a fan of how successful he's been. It's not easy to do. Yeah. But he was nice enough to send me a direct message and he sent me a DM and he said, Hey, Jeff, I went, I heard the podcast. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. <laughs> and he said, I wanted to share this with you. Yeah. And it was the audio from when Adam was on earlier. You can go find it. 97.3 put it out. And I wrote to him and I said, Adam, I appreciate it. I heard it live. I said, the thing with our podcast is we always have fun. We absolutely will have opinions, but at the end of the day, we want to get it right. Exactly. And what I said to him was on the 21st, I was told uh, the coach had been fired that day and that you asked him to come on and do his show on the 22nd. So if you listen to Adam's version today, really interesting, completely different timeline than what was presented to us as fact. So look, the, at the end, it only made sense to do one thing. I, I have no problem if we were wrong saying we were wrong. Well, before but they, you say that, though, well, hang I, I want to say Let this me finish. Hold on, your source is credible. Yes, very okay, much. That's what I think is really important is that it wasn't like Jeff just ran with some random gives a fuck? rumor, but it was very yeah. credible where yeah. almost anybody would have run with this source. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Okay. So I wasn't going to come on tonight and rehash everything Adam said, because honestly, two weeks later, the world's moved on. But out of fairness to him, because he was nice enough to reach out, I did. So it only made sense to do one thing, and that was reach out to coach. Yes. So I reached out to coach today. And I said, look, we're recording tonight. We're recording Thursday. If you want to come down and have the opportunity to tell your side of the story, the door is open. Yes. Coach let me know that unfortunately he couldn't do it. He had some commitments and he said he wanted to do it in a couple of weeks. Look, Dave, the story's pretty much already dead. The only thing that I wanted to ask coach first thing tonight was, what did you know and when did you know it? That's it. He went out with Paul Rudy. They talked about everything. Nobody asked, when did you know? Because. Paul didn't ask a question. No. They talked strike force football. The only thing coach needs to say, when did you know? Because we were told you learned the 21st. Did you know in October? Because if he knew in October, why the animosity on the 21st? You've known for two months. Oh, I, they're just, the whole thing was really, really weird. But coach, like I said, I reached out to him. I said, dude, come down tonight because now's when the story, he said he couldn't do it. He wanted to do it in a couple of weeks. Well, look, I, I still have interest in talking to him. Well, and no, it, of course. He okay. can come down and talk yeah. Padres and talk everything else. But by that point, Dave, yeah. Craig well, and Annie are trying to get their legs under him and the world's moved on. Yeah, well... I, he could still come down and talk baseball anytime. I'd love to have him. And that's the thing is, I, I'm not... Th this whole story is ugly. And I'll say this, and, and most people have figured this out too, that when a story does get out, and the way you were fed information, mm -hmm. when a story gets out, somebody wants it to get out. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it was weird, Dave... If he had known as Adam presented it today, yes, that he had known since October 13th, yep. why the animosity on the 21st and and why is it fed to us on the 20th? I don't care. 
But like, you know what I mean? If you've, you've lit, where was the animosity on October 15th or the 22nd or November 1st? Look, look, not everybody leaves their place of work of saying, thank you very much for the opportunity, shake hands. And when you get in the car, your feelings are a little bit hurt and you, yeah. you go. Some people have a hard time dealing with when it's over. And we've seen that. We've seen it in worse stages than this, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you like, when's it going to click in on what I'm telling yeah, you? Yeah, with Craig and Ruthie? Yeah, we, I mean, we've seen. 2000, listen, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Okay, I love Craig. Correct. I mean, it's a true story. It's not a false story. I was one of the people. Yeah, you got let go at the same time. We knew because iHeart and Clear Channel, and I, I don't know how many people are still the same. We knew in December of 2008 that massive layoffs were coming. Yep. Massive layoffs across the country. There started to be a feeling and there was a buzz in our building that the, the fallout was going to happen. I guess it would be January 20th, 2009, which was the day Barack Obama was sworn in the yeah, first time. It's a good day to do it. No one's yeah. paying attention. Because Clear Channel knew that nobody is going to pay attention to this media conglomerate exactly. blowing out 2,000 people. So at that time, we were doing afternoons. Dan Patrick was the mornings because Bill Pugh is, is Dan's brother. So me, Rosie, and Costa were on in the afternoons. Yeah. So we'd heard different rumors of different people being impacted. And then we find out virtually the entire station, other than Josh Rosenberg, is getting blown out. So we go down. Absolutely true story. 100% true story. We go down, I get called in uh, as Mike Costa did and a handful of others in our building. I get called into a conference room, which is right inside the door at iHeart to the left, where our former sales guys said when they launched Extra that we we're going to celebrate with kegs and cocaine. Yeah. And that guy's now an agent for a lot of local shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's true uh that's true but we're in that same yeah. room all he needs two buttons when he buys a shirt yes epic <laughs> <laughs> uh i digress it's all right about 90 percent of people on radio will laugh at that yeah because we loved him i did not love that guy i don't know that i'd have him negotiate my deal but i always enjoyed conversations with him um, I go into this room and it's Bill Pugh and our HR director. And there is a stack. I mean, a stack of Cobra packets, at least 24 inches off the table. Yeah. I walk in. These two guys have done a handful. I go, Hey guys, what's going on? How we doing? What you got there? Jeff, this isn't an easy... I got, give me a fucking break. It's like I said about coach. Decisions are made, man. And when it's made, you take your folder, you go out. I yeah. will say this in defense of iHeart. We got blown out. I got a six-month severance package because we had a contract. I was allowed to get unemployment 
And you and I were allowed to freelance for the Angels at AM 830. Yeah. So I was drawing three checks pretty consistently uh, because Nick Aidenhart had passed away. And the day my severance ended, Brian Wilson brought me back. Yeah. So I, I'm not. You didn't miss a dime. I didn't miss a dime. But even if that hadn't been the case, I get it. When you go in and there is a stack as tall as there was, and I said, how's this been? Well, two people have really, really struggled. And I said, who are the two? Nina Ruthie, Ruth 66 from the Rickard Show, Craig Elston. <laughs> I go, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but I get it. I, I can't speak for Ruthie, but when you're married and your kids are young and you got to make it, dude, it hits us all hard. Of course. So I just. Uh, Nobody wants to be in that situation. No. So, I mean, again, so going back to the beginning. So to wait to right before Christmas and, and share the news, are you trying to gain sympathy, empathy, whatever you're trying to gain? I mean, when I, <laughs> I, when I listened to the version of the story that 97.3 told today, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't have just seen it through. Like, why? I, I don't know. That's why I wanted him here tonight to say, okay, yeah. listen, this is what I was told. This is what we ran with. Yep. What did you know and when did you know it? But, uh, no, I'd love to have him come down and talk uh, uh, Padres and just hang out. I'll be honest with you. I want to talk to him because when I started in this business, he was one of the first guys I met. You yeah. know, I met Steve Mason. I met Dave Marcus. I met Coach Quintero and Ernie Martinez all in the same night. How about that? And I'm, I think Chris Ella, same too, oh, same thing. Oh, my God. All in, all in the same night. Funny. Yeah. And who would have guessed over 30 years later, here we are, that, you know, Coach is still doing his thing. Mason's doing his thing. Um, Dave Marcus is doing working with thing. the Padres and Chris Ello's doing his thing. And Ernie's killing yeah, it with us. Exactly. So overall, things are fine. But there's a million things I, I would like to ask Coach about San Diego. And the yeah. sad thing is, and when Coach is here, I'll say it. There's nothing I'm going to say in here that I'm hoping Coach doesn't hear. Yeah. But Coach is 65. We talked about that last week. And we talked about maybe why Station would try and go a little bit younger. He's not moving. It's not like Coach is going to be offered a job in Chicago and, and that he would take. Coach is a San Diego guy. He's not mm -hmm. going anywhere. And there are only really two games in town, right? Third, there's uh, 760 and there's 97.3. Well, 97.3 says no. And 760, sorry, there's not room in the lineup right now for him. So this might be the end of the road. I'm kind of curious about his whole look at, as you said, the Padres, where he sees that organization going fine. But most importantly, you and I love stories. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to hear the stories because there's nothing to hide. There's no one to protect. Yeah. And so, uh, but Dave, you know. But I, yeah, I don't really look for him to come in and rat fuck anybody. That's not what I want him in here for. No, but um, in this business, people just hold a grudge. Yeah. Animosity. And I appreciate Adam doing what he did. He didn't have to do that. So he sent it. And then he was very funny. I don't think I'm talking. I do give him credit for reaching out to you. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And I, I said, hey, man, look, this is where it came from. This is what, how the timeline went from our side. I appreciate you reaching out. And he said, yeah, it's just, it's tough when you're presented as a venomous black widow. Yeah. Which is what I said. And he wrote it and I laughed. And then because he's a very nice guy. I'm sorry, that was snarky. I couldn't resist. I said, dude, stop. We are the master of smart ass comments. So Adam, if you hear it, uh, no feelings hurt. Yeah. But I I did. I I thought 
And I get it because there's people in radio that are like, ah, fuck it, just move on. But we're not the guys who've gotten our balls kicked in for two weeks. That's true. Um, Especially on vacation where you're thinking I can turn it off and you can't. Well, and, and again, if his timeline, the timeline that Adam presented today is the right one, then they had to be caught off guard, yep. right? Yep. Like you're going, okay, well, we're just cruising through and we're down to the end. And then all of a sudden from what started in the paper to what we had and everything else. Yeah, I would. I, I, I understand why he did it today. I completely understand. Yeah, it's. Uh, I talked to both uh, Paul and Woods uh, over the week, over the holiday, I should say. And again, you and I have said this: when you're looking forward to getting a little bit of time off and, and recharging the batteries, yeah, and then all of a sudden you aren't because of, of this story. Again, it's not <laughs> fair to so many people in, involved. And and I'll just throw coach and coach and have a good holiday. And no. neither did Paul and Woods, and neither did Annie and Craig because they're like right. excited. And all of a sudden, before they even get their feet wet. They're getting kicked too for how dare you take coach's spot. We went through it with, with Scott and Billy Wright. Yeah. We, it sucked. We thought we were um, going in to replace saw. Saw was fired at 1090. Yep. Uh, we told this, it was going to be uh, the first time it was going to be Scott and Billy Ray in the morning um, before the whole Sasquatch thing. It was going to be Scott and Billy Ray uh, into our show, into Darren's show. And for us, having never been on 1090, um, other than I think I had done Clinch Gear Radio a little bit. We, over did, uh, we did some holiday stuff. Yeah, but I mean, for yeah. but for you In and I, <clears throat> we had never really um, been a part of it. And that was, I think we've talked about this, but if we haven't, we should. Look, Darren was always incredibly cool for us and has always been cool for us. And Kaplan was the guy really, really pushing. I don't think BR was involved in it. BR didn't give a fuck. No. Um, but Scott was pushing to get us to that midday. Yeah. And we had talked about it. I had just left clinch gear and we were going to go. And for us, Dave, I think you probably feel the same way. We looked at that as an incredibly great situation to bridge the two really iconic shows on that station coming out of Scott and Billy Ray have a crossover with those guys every day, which would have been a whole lot of fun into Darren's show yep. to have a crossover with him and Marty, which would have been a whole lot of fun. I don't know what was presented to Craig and Annie, but yeah, I mean, we get that firsthand because all of a sudden we get a call and they're like, Hey, are you ready to go on Monday? And we're like, Oh shit. Yeah. They move quick. I think when I went into that meeting for yeah. you, Marriott in Del Mar, right off the five, um, I thought we were going 10 o'clock. Yeah. And they said, hey, we're firing Kaplan today. So uh, kids at that time, that's 2012. My kids are four. You got a mortgage. And now you got to go in and replace a guy that just played a big part in, in getting you in the door. Yeah, that sucked, man. So for what Craig and Annie are probably going through. Trust me, man, I get it. And uh, I'm sorry for that. But the sad thing is coach will find out. Everybody finds out. We told the story about Hudson and Bauer. Man, scabs heal really, really quick in that business. And they'll get out. It's going to take them a little bit of time to get their legs under them, find their chemistry, just hang yep. with them. They're nice people. And, and before you know it, it'll all feel like normal. There you go. And again, uh, Padre season's around the corner, and as soon as you talk Padre baseball, hey, as long as somebody's talking Padres, there's an interest in this town. Now, 
I wasn't going to talk about this, but you know, I've been through a lot and is somebody who's, I think a lot of you have called me a humanitarian. I've heard of that. Um, I was driving. Don't shake your head. No, you fucker. <laughs> no one's ever called you a humanitarian. Ever? Never. Not to me. Night's not over. Listen to this. I'm coming up the 163 northbound. And I look to my left. Do you remember when we went to a NBA announcer? I won't mention his name, but his bachelor party was at uh, Dirty Dan's right there off the 163. Yes. You remember that? NBA announcer, I won't mention his okay. name, but we were there at that strip club. That strip club has now changed. It's now called the Candy Shop. How fun is that? Hey, Dave, what if I went in there and played the hits? <laughs> I'll buy a little green appreciation for maple. Hey, get those hands out of your pockets and put them together. Here, here comes sweet thing. And I was looking for, right? I like it. You wear a tie. You know? Yeah, you got to dress nice in here. People know me. I made things happen. But what I like, Dave, is I work the 10 to 2 Tuesday shift. I see a lot of the guys who called my show. And then I'm able to get up to the cathedral game. (laughs) I don't know. Did Hey, before any of you start judging me. Did you think about a job for him? Yeah, that's what I thought. Get your hands out of your pockets and put them together. Hey, let's bring to the stage right here. Here comes Sugar Sugar. We're going to play a little uh, Def Leppard. And then later on, by request for Kevin, Van Halen. They got to split it, split their tips with them. I'm just saying. Oh man. my gosh! Oh my gosh! There's harder ways to make a buck. That's true. And how about this tonight? Breaking news: AJ has found his new shortstop. All he's going to do is just sign um, uh, closers from the Far East. Yeah. Story breaking tonight, Dave. I think you were thought I was joking. Korean closer Wu Suck Go. Is close to signing with the Padres. Yes. That sounds like a lot of nights in TJ. Woo! Suck! Go! <laughs> Probably going to have to edit that up. We won't. I'm going to buy that kid's jersey. Go ahead. You know it's pronounced suk, right? It's not going to be suck. Oh. What number does he wear? 69? It has to be. Come on. He Come should, on. has to be a player. It's right there on the table. I kind of like it better as woo, suck, go. It's going to be We're suk. all going to call him suck. We all are. It's more fun. How many fucking... Every time this guy gets rocked, he's going to get killed on Twitter. How many closers do we need? (laughs) This fucking team. That's all I can say is this fucking team. It should be the slogan for this year. Hey. Padre Baseball 2024. This fucking team. Woosuck go. (laughs) Yo, I like him. Got four pitches. Dave, I think he's a... You can't have a pitcher named Suck. Like, you can't have a second baseman named Panic. Like, Joe Panic. you can't have that shit. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, this is like the story you tell, that when Mason made you call, saw, yeah. win one soon? Win one soon. Is Are they related? <laughs> That's true, man. 
Mason had me call Sasha and say, here, the Dodgers are looking at a second baseman. His name is win one soon. And he gave me full stats on on his KBO uh, stats. All right. Well, Dave, Dave took away all the fun. As of now, woo, souk, go. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a Padre. Another closer. That's great. So it's called shortening the game. Right? Well, and, and if you saw it tonight, if you go look on ESPN, ESPN wrote a really interesting column about the contract for Matsui. Yeah. That is coming for the Padres and how that contract is structured. And he, I mean. They, it's all back in. It, it's not even so much that it's back-ended. It's that it is, uh, it's the $28 million does in, uh, include a pair of opt-out chances as well as a conditional option for the 28 campaign, depending on his elbow. Um, Matsui, this according to the AP and to Jeff Passan, uh, he can opt out after the 2026 season as long as he avoids Tommy John surgery or any other kind of major elbow damage. But his salary in 2024 is 3.25, five and a half in 25, 5.75 in 26, six and a half in 27, seven million in 28. And so, yeah, I mean, there's opt outs in it, the whole deal, but he gets bonuses if yeah. he's the closer. So he's got to be looking at that tonight and be like, wait a minute, I just signed a deal thinking I was going to be given a chance. How many guys are we going to have? Well, I always thought it was Suarez was the guy. <laughs> That's the other one. I right? mean, honestly, didn't you think Suarez was the guy? Yeah. Later leaves, Suarez finally steps in, he's the closer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of them. So, I mean, it's I don't know what but with these guys. I don't know what AJ's doing, what he's promising. You know, at the same time, when you look at money and you go, well, the money doesn't seem crazy i mean when you look at matsui you look at the padres seem to have gotten a guy with pretty good numbers yet it's yeah. like no one else was chasing him and the money's so low you kind of wonder is he any good does he project really in major league baseball it's it almost doesn't make sense is what i'm saying when it seems too good to be true doesn't seem to make sense yeah i, I can't speak to that because i mean you could look at ethan solace and go well that seemed like a pretty easy thing to happen but then there's other guys around baseball i'm sure if we yeah. followed I don't know, fill in the blank, the Braves, the Phillies. There's probably guys that they got where you go, well, that feels like it It went down pretty easy. So I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if three teams were in on them or one team, but they got a guy. And what do, what do you make of the whole Darvish story about how Darvish thought when he signed his deal with the Padres and Peter uh, Seidler that they were going to make a run at the Japanese players? Yeah, I mean, looking at the money those guys got. There's no way. Right. Even, even if Siler was alive, there's no way. You spent a no. billion dollars last year. You aren't going to spend yeah. another billion dollars. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know where the confusion would have came from. Yeah. But they, the way it, it was like, put out, Darvish made it sound like I was misled. Well, the, those guys didn't get the Mansui deal. Yeah. I, I mean, if they got that, then I'd be a little pissed. I'd be like, well, yeah, what happened? But That's my point, though. I don't think anyone else was chasing Matsui. But... It goes back to something we talked about last week, and that is maybe maybe it's within the building. It's a different vibe. But, Dave, outside the building, who who's in charge? That's what everybody wants to know. That's what we keep saying. Who's going to step up and be the guy that steps to the microphone? Yeah. I mean, Frankie Montez, we talked about last week. He gets 14 million. 14 yeah. million with the Reds. 
Guy barely pitched. He hasn't pitched in two years. And you're going 14 million? That's another one that I look at. I go, did a lot of these guys that are coming off the books, I haven't seen one yet where you go, oh, man, we're hosed. I mean, we didn't even sign this guy. I, I'm looking at that and you go, all right, Cincinnati, go gamble. Take take your shot. But that didn't that didn't break my heart. And so, I mean, the, the market is definitely a player's market right now. But, yeah, if that story is even true and Darvish is upset, I mean, I think he's got to look at it and go, brother, there ain't a whole lot of teams that were in play for those guys. Yeah, and, and also, and, if I'm Darvish, let's look, be honest. Dude, your contract expires when you're 42. Yeah. Who else was knocking on the door to give you a deal to your 42? Yeah. You know, let, don't get so upset. You're getting paid age 42. There are a lot of Padre fans when you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing at 42 they're going to be upset you even have a contract. Just calm down a second. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, but I mean, it, I didn't see him quoted. It was speculation. Yes. I think there's a difference between the two. All right. So I want to ask you in this situation, as, mm-hmm. we're, as we're doing the show right now, we have MLB network on the Phillies or the team they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper signed that big deal with the Phillies, like a 13 year contract. Remember that? Sure. Now Bryce Harper comes out and he wants a new contract. No. Oh. So if you're the Phillies, the right thing to do is say they're called contracts for a reason. Yeah. You made your money. You aren't there aren't there's no opt out. There's no that's not what you put in the deal. This is what we agreed upon. Yeah. And here are your choices. Either play or don't play. Yeah. Now if retire. You're, retire. Now if you're the Phillies, that is all of us watching from a side. I think we're rooting for ownership to stick by your guns. Do you do they redo this guy's contract and give him money that Basically, he doesn't deserve. I mean, incredible player, but boy, that is a dangerous, dangerous precedent. I agree. You start changing things in anything you do, any line of work, you get away from being consistent and you're begging for headaches. I wouldn't do it. And and if your follow-up is, what do we do if Fernando comes? Because to me, I look at Fernando and that's a deal all of a sudden. Yeah. Right? That feels very, very team-friendly. Back-ended a lot. Yeah. I mean, huge money coming at the end. But Fernando, down the line, by the time that contract expires, we'll be getting half of probably what other guys are getting that play the same position. Well, yeah, but what about, I mean, even looking at Fernando's deal, what about the Ronald Acuna deal? That's what I'm saying. There's, I mean. No, but I mean, he's he got... A, a low number deal Ozzie too. Albies right? is only making ten million dollars a year. Wow, he might be the best second baseman of baseball. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't do it because if I'm the team, I bet you the Phillies do it. Why? I don't know why, but I'm telling you, I think the Phillies end up doing it. I think it's a a huge mistake. How many times do players not play up to their contract? You never see ownership go back and say, "Give me that money back." Yeah, and you you don't have a commissioner in Rob Manfred known for for making a tough stance. I think other owners would freak out if yeah. the Phillies redo this contract. Yeah. To go, dude, you signed a 13 million, you signed a 13 year deal. Are you insane? The Dodgers offered, remember, four years at a, a crazy number. And the Dodgers said, look, we're going to give you a lot more money, but it's only four years. Guess what? Those four years would have well, expired. He would have been right where he wants to be right now. I mean, really, but he didn't Dave, bet on himself. I mean, the Padres did it. They did it with Manny. Now, look, Manny had the opportunity to opt out, yeah. but they... They tore that deal up before Manny before Manny opted out. And basically gave Manny half a billion dollars. Yeah. So yeah, I I I wouldn't have done it for Manny. And I, I wouldn't do it for Harper. Yeah. And it, I love Manny. 
Uh, and I, Philadelphia fan, loves Harper. But it, it's my favorite, favorite quote from the NFL when they said, we don't let emotion get involved in business yeah. decisions. And that would have been the same thing that you would have had to say, hey, man, love you to death. Pleasure to have you wear this uniform. You've done so much for us. Uh, it's been great. One of the greatest things we've done. That being said, you put your name on the paper. We signed the paper. If you want to opt out after this year, then we'll look at where we are as an organization and where you are as a player. Yep. And we'll see if there's a match. And if there's not, then I'm just giving you my word. If you leave, then I'll thank you for a great five years of, of what you meant on and off the field. And you'll, you'll never hear a bad word from me on behalf of this organization, but I'm not tearing it up now. The, we gave you that option, and, and really, Manny, uh, call it whatever you want, but the decision's going to fall on you. Yeah, I if agree. If you're going to want to opt out, then we're going to look at a lot of things for a business. Doesn't mean we don't love you. We love you. But, uh, but it doesn't mean we're not going to make the business decision that we ultimately have to make for the club. No, and that's it. The club needs to make the best decision. Yeah. And overall, as you said, you don't bring emotion into it because there are other players you're looking at continuing to make basically your team stronger every single year. Yeah. What the Reds did as far as the, their big move of signing a pitcher that has a history of breaking down, I kind of like the idea is maybe because it's, it's childhood. I'm, I'm not a Reds fan at the same time. Mm-hmm. The Reds, the big red machine, were one of those things when I was a little kid they used to talk about. And you oh, yeah. see Cincinnati, which is a great baseball city, that unfortunately they haven't had the money to compete. The Reds right now are ready to make a run. As a matter of fact, they might be the favorites in the National League Central. I kind of like the fact that the Orioles are a team to watch. The Orioles haven't been a team you've spoken about since 2016 when Buck Showalter was there. You know, they, they haven't done anything. And so all of a sudden the Orioles are a team in the American League and all these teams that are kind of coming around, it, it, it's pretty exciting. And so Major League Baseball or MLB.com did their power rankings today. Okay. This is the top 10 teams. And I think a lot of people would say, well, they're going to pick the Dodgers one. They did not. Can you guess the team they picked as the number one team in baseball to start the year? Number one team. I mean, from, from a lineup, it's got to be the Dodgers. It's not. Dodgers are number two. Um, number one team. Hang on. Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta's yeah. number one. When you look at Atlanta's, where they put the Yankees? Yankees are like number ten. Really? Yankees are yeah. ten. Diamondbacks are nine. A lot of people upset. Diamondbacks are nine. The Rangers are like three or some shit. Mm. But the Rangers have a lot of injuries, and at the same time, let's be honest. I don't disagree with the power rankings. On the Braves had the best record by far last year. Yeah, they just added Chris Sale. They got a balanced lineup all the way through one through nine, and then you. Uh, but the best team or the best team during the regular season doesn't always win the World Series. It's a team that gets hot. Like the Diamondbacks couldn't beat the Dodgers all year last year. Yet they sweep the Dodgers. It just happens. So the Diamondback fans are freaking out that they're ranked number nine and going, we got better. We picked up a big free agent pitcher. We're a better team than we were that was in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Disrespect. Now, I don't put a lot of things on the rankings, and it's way too early because you have guys like Blake Snell and Hayter still, yeah. free agents sitting out there that don't have teams. But when the Braves go ahead and they say, hey, we're making the run, you know, we fall short of what the fans expected, and they make a trade for Chris Sale over the weekend. 
and they bring Chris Sale in, do you go, hey, Atlanta's a, a better team? Is there Sale a guy that you go, I'm, I'm relying on that guy, and is he a guy they bring in because the Dodgers have guys like Freeman and Shohei? So, look, the only thing, I don't know a lot about Von Grissom, but I watched him a little bit last year. Comes up as an infielder, but then went out, didn't, didn't really hit out of the gate, did, but yeah. we see this a lot. And then I believe they went and were putting him in left field, that he was going to go play some outfield. Yeah, he's a second baseman, really. Yeah. Uh, did he play short? Some- he plays a little short, but he's he's supposed to play second, replace Trevor Story. Okay. Because Trevor Story's on the block. To me, I looked at that deal and I go... Shit, man. I, I, it's not like I watch Von Grissom every day, yeah. but to me, I looked at that and I go, could you have made that deal for Darvish? Could you have made that deal and all of a sudden get... Uh, now, again, I I just say that wholeheartedly admitting only saw a bit of it, but know how highly regarded he was, top yes, prospect. for a long time. And if financially you're trying to get a little bit younger and a little bit more flexibility. The sale deal to me, and and I just, Dave, the thing that I took away from it, if the Chris Sale contract can be traded, even with technically 24 and I think 25 left, any contract can be traded. Yeah. Any. Because if you're getting Grissom in that deal uh, for sale, and I get Boston sense of money, dude, any contract can be traded. And, and I've said that. I don't think he can move this deal. I don't know that he can move that deal. Jesus Christ, that was a terrible deal. And if I'm Boston, I'm like, the hell, how'd that just happen? We'll we'll do that. Um, but if Grissom goes up there and hits a buck seventy five and he's out of baseball in five years, then then what'd you get out of it? But I, if you're the Padres, you, you're telling me you would have liked to have traded Darvish. I mean, you're now just, another pitcher short. I just question: Could you have gotten involved? Is there anything you could have made? where you get a young guy that potentially could be a left fielder. But I, I put the caveat that I only saw a little bit of Grissom, heard a lot of the hype about him. He was very excited. He was, I got to figure he was one of their top five guys, if I remember right. Yes, he was. And Nowhere to play him, basically, because of Ozzy Albies. Yeah. And so you're moving it. But, yeah, I was just like, hey, man, if you're getting another young guy and you're continuing to build with with – Dude said, could you have, did you have an arm? Uh, you're not going to trade Michael King in that deal. Musgrove's not going to go in that deal. But is that one where you, where you, would you have considered it? Yeah. If they were, and, and I'm asking more than I'm stating it. You're asking me, I would say, no, I, I don't want to trade Darvish. I need pitching. I, yeah. I don't have enough of it. Even with the five-year deal. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. I don't want to, you need pitching desperately. You can't afford to keep getting rid of pitchers and adding fielders. But with the money coming off the books. Yeah, at some point, you, if you're planning on contending, are we just throwing in the towel? I don't want to put it that way because it, it's what we've said, right? Every one of these years, you're giving another birthday to Xander and to Manny yeah. and to Musgrove, uh, to, to Darvish. So it's tough, but if you're trying to... When Manny comes back, where is, where is everybody playing then in your mind? Yeah, Manny's going to third. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Xander. Kim's just won a gold glove. I mean, you're kind of stuck. Dude, if they're smart right now, it should be Manny at third, Kim at short, Cronenworth at second, and Xander at first. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what we've been saying for almost a year. With Camposano behind the plate. Yep. 
I think probably. I want to hear the outfield outside of Fernando. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, Fernando's going to be in right. Um, or center. You never know. Yeah, I got it. But uh, but probably right. Dude, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to hear that Joey Gallo's the DH for a million and a half. Fuck. And I'm waiting to hear. I, I don't know. I mean, there there's guys there. Are you gonna Are you gonna try to get by with a Zocar in center? Are you gonna? I mean, he can't you can't. Play. He can't. He's yeah. not a guy. Yeah. I mean, well, a Zocar is not much different than Grisham. No. But you can't go. Well, I'm gonna use a Zocar, and then I'm gonna get fill in the blank to play left field or or a platoon right, a batten or one of the. You just can't do it. So. A lot of moves still to be made, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's again. It's Tommy Fam coming back here. You know, it's funny. How old do you think Tommy Fam is? Thirty-four. He's thirty-six. Is that right? Yeah. So that's why I think there's a reason Tommy Fam's not getting signed. I mean, he finished great with the Diamondbacks. He was I, terrible with the Mets. He's finished yeah. did very well. Eddie Rosario is still out there. I mean, just looking at some of the names that are up there, we talked about Michael Taylor from the Twins. There's a handful of dudes that you could go out and get. I don't know what a you guy need, like. Yeah, you need some left-handed bats in there if you can. Yeah. Um, if they signed Gallo, would he be pissed? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's one of it's those. It's been a rumor forever. Forever, like Profar and so many of these other guys, that if he's coming in here for $2 million, But, I mean, we were like, yeah, you got Nelly Cruz for a million. Jesus, that felt like the most overpaid Sure did. Contract, right, for for any of these guys. So, I don't know. I, I think now maybe you're banking on the fact that, that players have wives that want to know where kids are going to be going to yeah. school and want to know what the plan is, and they want to get going. And so, if you're, if you're playing a game of chicken, I don't think anybody has come off the board as of yet you go, ah, which one we missed out on? I'm sure they're in on everybody. Solaire? Solaire, a guy you're going to see? I'm a huge Solaire fan. God, he, there were just times, though, Dave, where he yeah. really, really dropped off. He, he does, but it's 40 home runs. I got it. You What's know? the number on him? Dude, honestly, I think you get Solaire for $12 million a year. Well, see, that I'm doing. Yeah. Dude, I honestly got it. I'd love to see him on the Dodgers. I've been saying it for a long time, too. Yeah. And they need right-handed bets. So, um, no, I mean... Guys still have to. I mean, you're still hearing rumors that Randy Rosarina is on the block. Yeah. What's great is, man, you're five weeks out from spring training. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Five, six weeks As out. As you mentioned, the Padres have a really short time before the game start up. Yeah. The Padres and Dodgers open up in Korea before everybody else. And they, they leave March 15th. But uh, Baseball America, the newest one that's out... They have the American League prospects. Yeah. And so, look, we, we, all, we all get it. But you go read about Drew Thorpe, and you go, yeah, it feels pretty good. And you go read about Vasquez, and you read about Johnny Brito and, and Michael King, and you're seeing what's going on. Yeah, it would be really, really nice if you had Juan Soto in left field. Really, really nice. But you don't. And you got a few guys that you feel like fill in a few gaps in that farm system. And that, that's okay. You going to pay attention to Juan Soto a lot this year? 
Are you going to keep up with those numbers? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to know. Everyone knows how easy it's supposed to be for a left-handed hitter at a home run at Yankee Stadium. Well, I, I think it'll be fascinating because the better he does, the quicker he does, um, the more the pressure goes on Cashman and Cohen to try to get a deal done. So, yeah, we realize we're out of it, but that deal next year is just going to be, it's going to be wild, man. It's going to be like the Shohei thing and, and watching what Soto gets. And yeah, it'll be a drag that, that he's not staying here, but I think it's going to become very, very obvious, very, very quickly. Like, Oh, like, excuse me. Like with Shohei. Oh yeah. We wouldn't have been in that deal. So I'm glad I got to see him play for the pods for a couple of years. I loved it. And I hope a couple of the arms turn out. Okay. And then you're going to watch some, you, you ever watch Dave, like those poker tournaments and they're playing with that huge pot in the middle yeah. and you know, well, shit, I'm never sitting at that table, but it's pretty fun, to, <laughs> pretty fun to watch how it plays out. That's what I want to see. Who, who's all in the Phillies yep. get in the Dodgers get in. Did the giants get in Yankees and Cohen get in. Does Toronto get in, right? I mean, how many guys, because... Does he get $500 million? I think he gets his money. When we all laughed at him for turning down the Nationals, I think he gets his money. Dave, I think he's 550 to 600. Yeah. I really do. I think he's 550 to 600. And Scott (laughs) Boris is a master at making everybody believe that they've got a legit chance. Yeah. And, and what do we do? We've all done it. Whether you're bidding on something at eBay or, or whatever. You set that initial bid in your mind and you go, well, I'm, I'm going to pay 25 bucks for this. And then the bidding starts going and it gets to 2750 yeah. and you're like, well, dude, what, what if I go to 30? No big deal. Gives a shit. I ain't anybody. I ain't anybody's bitch. <laughs> And then uh, next thing you know, you just paid $131 and you go, I have a Daryl Porter signed face mask. What am I going to do with that? Well, how much you get it for? $131. You think I'm a fool? <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Don't worry about it, okay? It's Daryl Porter. Face mask. Game used? No. Replica, though. And where do you sign it? What the fuck did I just buy? <laughs> I mean, that uh, don't you think? Don't I, you think I, that's what it's going to be? Yeah, I think he gets his money. He get, uh, the one that I'm surprised about, or two that I'm surprised about right now, is here we are on January second, and I understand Boris always drags things out, but Jordan Montgomery still doesn't have a team, and Blake mm-hmm. Snell doesn't have a team. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the Yankees. They just flashed it up on the screen a second ago, and you're going, this is not a championship team still. It doesn't matter yeah. that you see Soto and Judge batting back-to-back in the two and three spot. He's going to get his money. This dude. is Yeah, this is not a championship team right now. Yeah, he's, he's going to get his money. I think he's going to get his money. The Mets said, basically, this is a rebuilding year, and the Mets yeah. will be, should be set, ready to go. So you're going to see Steve Cohen go crazy in 2025 for the money. I think for Juan Soto, you're going to see the Phillies go crazy. And the Yankees are going to have to play the game in their head. Do we dare let this guy go the possibility of going across the city to the Mets? That's the one team you can't go to if you're the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, funny as they run uh, free agents along the bottom. 
wouldn't shock me like a fifth outfielder, fifth, as opposed to a pro far. Dude, I could easily see Jankowski coming back here. Oh, fuck. I don't see Jankowski here. I, You're going to see Whit Merrifield. They've been talking about his ass forever, too. Yeah, 38. But Jankowski's kind of funny. Saw him in spring training. He got cut in spring training, like two days after I was yeah. there. And then came back up. And, again, not a starter for Boach. Boach had plenty of guys... Um, that we're getting after it, but uh, Boach is supposed to be coming up. I got to finish. I'll text him on that. Okay. Um, Could Boach and Coach at the same time? Yay. <laughs> you need any help on that, Steph? Advanced scout. Guardy still down there? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think, Dave, you're going you're gonna to see guys like that. Yeah. Hate to call them reclamation projects, but guess what? I just did. Gallo. Anyone that played for the Rangers. Jankowski. Yeah. Jeff Burrow Sr. Jeff Burrow Sr. His <laughs> Rick Honeycutt. His kid's Sean Burrows. You didn't have to call him Jeff Burrow Sr. <laughs> I don't even know why I called him Jeff Burrow Sr. <laughs> We're not confusing him with Junior. <laughs> he won MVP in 74. I know. Hey, just a quick uh, reminder. I'm not here next week. So I guess we could probably do a show Sunday night uh, or go early Sunday, but there'll be no midweek show. We'll be back Thursday, but then next week uh, only shows Sunday. I got to go to a convention Monday through Friday. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You're getting on a plane or you're driving it? No, it's in L.A. It's at getting the, on a plane uh, or you're driving it? No, I'm going to drive it. Okay, Ted. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> But just giving people my my point on that being is that I feel like next week across baseball something happens. I think a lot happens. Yeah, and then guys start to drop off. So, yeah, we'll be back at some point. You have any New Year's resolutions? I already broke one today. What was that? Fuck, dude. So Sean Walchef has asked me, "Happy I, birthday to Sean. Sean!" Today is Sean's birthday. As he points out, he was born the same day of the Kellen Winslow game. That's incredible. And so. Uh, Sean has asked me when we walk to stop cussing at the drivers when we walk. <laughs> because I have a deal when I walk my dog and a car pulls up to an intersection, I don't want yeah. my dog to get in the habit of walking in front of cars. So yeah. I always tell the cars, go. Yeah. And, when, you know, just go through because I don't want my dog to go. It's okay to walk in front of cars. I'm training the dog. And so, man, he says, dude, you always yell at these guys. No more. Dude, literally, I think I'm two blocks from my house and... This car stops at a stop sign, and I go, go. I give him the wave sign. Mm-hmm. Guy's not going. Finally, I just scream at him, go, motherfucker. I just yell at him. Sean Jeez. looks at me. Dude, what do we talk about? And I completely forgot that was my resolution to to stop Terrible. cussing at the drivers in the neighborhood. That's embarrassing. It, dude, I almost got hit the other day, man, and the it, car driving like 40 miles an hour just makes a left turn. Almost ran over me and Bama. Whoa, what time? It was like 6.30 in the morning. Where are they going? Because these assholes are late for work. Yeah. When the alarm goes, you guys you're, push snooze. Get the fuck out. Nine miles away from everybody out here. Yeah. I dropped the the New York thing. You know, I'm, I'm walking here. You know, yeah. like I hit the hood with my hammer fist. Hey, one Chula Vista question. <laughs> yeah. Are they building a Gaylord Hotel along I the water over there? The one they talked about in 2004 for the Chargers. Yeah. Wow. This town. This fucking city. I love the cops. 
because I don't want a ticket. But everybody else sucks. There you go. There you go. Speaking of loving the cops, you never know, man. You get in trouble. You're going to need bright bail bonds to get you out. Bright bail bonds is there waiting for you. They're waiting for that phone call. Look, you might need them. Fabian and Miguel, they're the guys written over 20,000 bonds. So you know you're in good hands. Non-judgmental. It's big. Mm. Again, it's the reason Jeff and I will never be hired there. Nope. <laughs> Available 24-7, any jail, anytime in California. Make sure Bright Bail Bonds is who you call when you get into trouble or your friends get into trouble. That number is 888-669-0295. 888-669-0295. I fall into a hole on YouTube all the time, and my newest favorite it had been guys camping in the extreme snow and how they converted their trucks into like these living quarters. Fascinating, especially when they have a dog. Those I thought were really good. I enjoyed those. Man, there is a new one that are so great. And it's entitled people getting arrested. <laughs> oh, my God. Body cam videos. Yeah. And there's this guy in Vero Beach, Florida, and he's playing the music too loud. Cop guy opens it. He's in like uh, beach shorts, no shirt. Hey, get the fuck out of here! That's what he says to the cop, Dave, I'm done at that point. God's <laughs> like, hey, why don't you come out of here? Hey, fuck you! You see this here, this property line? You don't have jack shit because I'm here. And the cop's like, hey, listen, you've been drinking uh, a little, and dude, then it's. Women at Walmart, yeah. That that the woman who won't leave the restaurant, and they're all, hey, hey, don't touch me, don't touch me, call mom, and call mom, yeah, don't call mom, call Bright Bail Bonds because you're going to jail, stupid. God, they're so funny. Eight 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 six six nine o two nine five. Every one of them, because they just, they try to talk them. This yeah. girl tried to talk her way out of a DUI. Yeah. They just try. And I, I've never been arrested. I'm trying to keep it that way. But if I got pulled over for anything, wouldn't you feel like if you were being arrested, you just want to be as nice and respectful Always. as you could? Always. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what the guy's been through all day. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Just try to be nice to him. And you'll laugh at how cool the cops are. Because a lot of these cops, and they know they're recording. Hey, uh, where's my phone? I'm going to record you. Cops like, I already got it. Yeah, I've got everything. So, yeah, when you go to jail and you're like, well, that didn't really turn out the way I thought. <laughs> What's the number Dave and Jeff told us? It's 888-669-0295. I'll say what Dave said. They'll get you out of there fast. They can do online bonding. Let your attorney know that. But most importantly, no judgment. Because I'd be like, yeah, I'm taking your money. And then I'm, I'll, I'll take it as soon as I'm done watching your video. You know what I bought the other day online? I bought this for my wife. And then I said, you know, fuck, I'm buying myself one. It's a little plastic ring. Okay. Okay. You put it on your hand. And it basically is a taser. You just, you just click the button. And if somebody comes up to you, boom, you just tase them. I need that. Dude, it's cool as fuck, dude. It, like it's it's you won't even see it coming. Like anyone sitting and give you a hard time. Yeah, it's taser ass. So we don't know what happened. My my kids were talking. To my brother. Yeah, and my brother's got like some crazy taser thing, and because he's downtown a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, are you allowed to carry that? Hell if I know. But it's just in your ring, like it's, on, it's literally you put it on your your finger like a ring, and it's, as soon as you make a fist, dude, that the taser shit comes up. Like it, it, it's like a stun gun. Oh, I need that. It, it's cool, man. It's yeah. <laughs> what 
Watch me taste my nuts in my pocket. Well, you know what, though? You know why I don't need it? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> uh, this is exactly why I don't need it. Dave, last night, yeah. Jack and I go to Pachanga Arena. Yeah. We're there uh, for WWE, Monday Night Raw. So much fun. I think a lot of you were there. Uh, Iglesias, Puffy, Fluffy. Yeah. He was there. Ring. Puffy. Yeah. No, that dude is funny. Yeah, Gabriel, he is funny. Gabriel Iglesias. Exactly. It's hilarious. Uh, front row. Cool. And, but then The Rock came out. Wow. And, and pretty fun night, right? And especially, it's what we talk about when it gets to your kids. Nobody remembers the night you stay home. But I walk in, we're in 20B, whatever row. Jack and I around the aisle. We got seats 12 and 11. Who's sitting in seat 10 and 9? But Patreon subscriber Tim. Oh, that's cool. Like, hey, Jeff, what's up? And he sent me the nicest thing. So, yeah, I'd shake hands with him and then I taste him. Taste him back and someone on your side. Yeah. Oh, Tim, shit, 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 shit. (laughs) And Tim gets carried out of Monday Night Raw and misses the rock. Fuck no, Dave. Don't give me that thing. Uh, Dave, before the show starts tonight, I just want to say last night, uh, there was an unfortunate situation. My son and I were at Monday Night Raw, and I went to shake hands with Tim. I just want to say from everything I've heard, the drooling has stopped <laughs> and the crying stopped, but I used the ring you gave me, and when I went to shake hands, I tased him multiple times. Yeah. Right in the carotid artery. So, yeah, don't give me that thing. I'll be calling this number for you. Jesus Christ. Fabian and Miguel will be pulling you out of jail. You're, you got one for your wife, too? Yeah, I got it for her on per, for a reason. Just so when she's she's walking out of, let's say, a store. Dave, come yeah. on. Let's 100% rethink it's this. for her. Then I was like, I need one. Let's rethink I, this. Did, I got to tell you this thing. You got to let me tase you on there. I'm not getting tased, you idiot. Uh, let's tase, uh, yeah, who are we going to tase? Costa. Of course. Coach. Coach, he's right here. Hey. Whoa. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh. Oh. Hey. Da. I want to mention a good friend, Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger, again, building a website. Oh, people duh, out. Duh. I had a call today about someone said they're ready to start a brand new business. And the first thing they need is that website. Again, the website's the most important thing when you're running a business. It's what everyone looks at. And I tell you what, you got to get everything in order. But that website is, is the, the really the most important step you're going to take in being successful. Kyle Fluger's number is 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Make sure you tell them David Jeff sent you. You'll get 10% off. Uh, we took no break during the holidays. Kyle and I starting a website, coachesnewjobs.com. <laughs> and each one will be uh, just me on there as coach answers the phone at new places of employment. Anderson Heating and Plumbing. This is coach. Um, <laughs> this is coach. <laughs> uh, your website needs a lot of different things that Kyle can put it together. Design and development, so important. Uh, management, maintenance, content, and creative. Make sure you let him know that Dave and Jeff sent you. That's what our friend, the lovely Catherine Reed did. Julie Brownman did. Sean Walchev did, and so many more. 
uh, build the perfect website for you and your business. All right, here we go. I'm just going to jump to five random questions because I completely forgot to uh, write the birthdays down today. Okay. Jesus Christ, I had one job. I didn't even do the questions. Josh did the questions. Yeah. Fuck. Off to a good start. You are off. <laughs> Jesus. Man. Off and running. All right, these are questions from Josh. Uh, I know the answer to the first one because I asked this, I think, five years ago. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, 100%. I don't know how you say that. I don't know how you say you don't. Could haven't seen them. Yet. <laughs> well, if we could so do faithful? a show. If I would we, have lost a bet that you would have said no. Oh, if we could have done a show from Area 51. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, I loved the Art Bell show, too. God dang it. It's all bullshit. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> but, yeah. Dude, I really hope there aren't. I, my, my theory is always we have so many traffic problems as there are. I, I don't need Martians. Making traffic worse. Well, you haven't seen any to this point. But, yeah, I'm open-minded on all of that. I'm trying to book us, and I think I've got the angle. We talked about Catalina last time we were here. Yeah. And I'm trying to find somebody to talk about Natalie Wood that I think you'll be very, very happy. I am interested in that story. Yeah, so I'm working on that. All right. We'll see if we get you somebody good. But then our next one will be... uh, Maybe somebody abducted. Did you ever see, dude, where did that rank? You're a Saturday Night Live yeah. guy. I thought Kate McKinnon was the funniest fucking person. Dude, there's just certain people that strike you funny. Yeah, she was Sosa two, day, two weeks ago. She went? She was a go, uh, guest host two weeks ago. I thought you said she was assaulted. I was like, Jesus no, she Christ. she was not. That thing with her and Gosling. Yeah. yeah. When she's sitting there talking about being abducted. Dude, I've seen it. That one and Bill Hader doing the puppet. Yeah, it's a great one. I've watched those each like 25 times. I fucking laugh every time. <laughs> Dude, she is so great. But yeah, she got abducted, so I believe it. <laughs> what is the best team in sports to be a season ticket holder for? Oh, uh, no question about it. Done. Don't tell me any different because you're wrong. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. Really? I, I had one, and I should have brought it down for you tonight. The Las Vegas Raiders every year when you're a season ticket holder. And I now have um, 2020, I've got 2021, and I've got 2023. And the only one I'm missing to this point is is 22. You looking for it? Yeah, I'm looking for okay. it. I'll get it. But you get a FedEx box. And when that box shows up, you can see them on eBay. Yeah. It's a black box. It's got the loader, Raiders logo on the front. The first year, you opened it up, and it was Allegiant Stadium, the field, and it plays Autumn Wind. Yeah. The last three have paid tribute to Raiders in the Hall of Fame, and I just got the one today, 2023. Um, And it comes, so you open it up, it lights up, it's speeches okay. that you're hearing from the different players, from John Madden to Al Davis, from the Hall of Fame. They send you a USB cable so you can plug it in. It will last forever. But yeah. the other thing that they do is inside, they send you two ticket booklets. Okay. The Raiders, like every other team, have gone digital. When we went to WWE last night, Dave, the phone... Or the tickets were on your phone. Josh went to the Rose Bowl. I'm assuming the ticket was on his phone. The Raiders understand that, and you still have the digital ticket. However, 
you're sent a physical ticket for every game that you can keep and collect. And they just do things uh, differently. They do things so much better. I mean, I don't know what the Lakers do. I think the Chargers yeah. send you a hat. 100%. I think they send you a hat or, or, or nothing. But take a look, if you don't believe it, at what the Raiders put together. And like I said, I've got 20. Yeah. I've got 21, and today I got 23. Uh, once I get 22, I'll have them all. But, yeah, man, that and it's sent with your season ticket. Dude, you, there's not even a waiting list for the Raiders. I can't even get on a waiting list because they're they're gone wow. in in Vegas. Wow. Yeah, because I, I said to Jack and Kate, you've got one more year. Yeah. And then I, I'm not paying for shit. <laughs> have you told him that yeah legally yeah. can you do that aren't they only 16 don't you have to do two oh, years oh shit yeah it's funny i graduated early um so i i want to yeah at some point man i'm going to become a raiders season ticket holder but That'd you be cool. you can't and that's the one i'd pay the psl for but you you can't even get on the list wow wow so, yeah i don't know for you what is i would have said lakers what do you get of being a Laker fan? I don't care what they give me as a gift. It's getting Lakers season seats. I got LeBron. I got Anthony Davis. I got a 500 record. But you know what, Dave? This is, <laughs> this is why you're, yeah, you got the 500 record. Fuck. But you get this. When you go to a Raider game. Yeah. And you're a Raider fan. Yeah, so you got to buy eight plane tickets, at least, maybe nine. Uh, you, you're going the wrong direction as usual. When you are... You go to a Raider game. Yep. And you're a Raider fan. It's different than anything else I've experienced for any team that I've been a fan of. And I've been to plenty of Laker games. You go there, you show up, right? You got your Mark Madsen jersey yeah, on, you're feeling good. You yes. got the tearaway pants. Yep. You're not really, I mean, maybe during the Kobe era. I got LeBron. No, I got it. But I'm saying during the Kobe era, that place, that building was shaken. Kobe, Kobe had that relationship with that city different than LeBron. Would oh, you agree? Oh, it is different. There are a lot of Kobe fans that hate LeBron. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get that. But, I don't either. But, but I'm just saying, in the Kobe era, that building was shaken. And you felt a connection to that player even more so. Jerry Buss, connection to that entire team. Would you agree? Yes. In, in that time? But I... I just, man, you go to, you go see the Raiders, and if you're a fan, show up in a t-shirt, jersey, whatever, and you could end up next to the guy that they kept showing on TV with the two skulls on his shoulder pads, they're going to be hugging you the whole game, whether they just met you. And Charger fans try to be that, you're not, because you haven't won shit. They haven't won shit. I heard tonight, speculation. Somebody put it out there. I think it was Tony uh, Tony Gwynn, Eric Bieniemy. No, you know who did it? Coach, Coach was on with Paul Rudy tonight, and Coach suggested Eric Bieniemy. Come on, because the Commanders are killing it. No, they said that, but they said you know who else isn't killing it either is Chiefs offensively. Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy. Look well, at a wide receiver for Christ's sakes. You got rid yeah. of Tyree Kill and Juju. They have no one. Yeah, ah. who's gonna get it? It's Jim Harbaugh's going to get the job. You think? You he think negotiated D all week long last week. Hired Don Yee, right? 
Think Don? Uh, Don. Think Dino's giving him the twenty million? He is giving him the twenty million. He doesn't have a choice. He has to. Dude, he's out of Michigan. The NCAA is going to suspend him all of twenty twenty four. Yeah, his brother's about to win two Super Bowls. Yeah, fucking he. Come on, he doesn't want to see his brother win two Super Bowls. That's my just my guess. I think they're going to go out for him, and I think the Raiders are going to keep Antonio Pierce. Yeah, got to get a new quarterback. And so, they, fuck, they sure do. They got to get a new. It'll be Joe Flacco. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Next question on here. Okay, uh, what movie do you quote the most? God damn, I it's Step Brothers. Yeah, I knew you were going to say I, Step I Brothers. Don't, I don't really quote movies. I've seen so many that I love, but I, I don't quote Godfather. I don't quote Slapshot or Rocky or Raging Bull. But, dude, my son and I just will go through, and there's Adam Scott. Yeah. And that movie is so great. But yeah, it's probably Step Brothers. What about for you? I would have said, um, it depends who I'm hanging out with. I would say, um, when I was in high school, man, everybody watched 16 Candles 8 million times. Very funny. You yeah. know, t- uh, my, my buddy down the street, man, everything's Tommy Boy, you know? Oh, shit. That's good. Tom, Tommy Boy is always a line because I always ask him every night. I go, what are you having for dinner? He goes, I'll just have a couple sugar packets. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's about it. All right, here we go. Were you an easy child to raise? Very much so. Yeah, I think my boys have been really easy. Yeah. I, I've been lucky like that. They're they're great. Like I I felt bad because Kate didn't go last night. He was. I said, "Hey man, do you want to go?" Is nah. He goes, it's Monday Night Raw. It'd be kind of fun. It's on TV. He goes, nah, man, that's you and Jack. So then Rock showed up. Yeah. Was he bummed out? No. He was like, "Oh man, that's cool. I'm glad you guys got to see it." So, I mean, at 16, I was telling. Uh, Guys that work today, we're going to Vegas for the Stones. Yeah. And he, I'm going to the Foo Fighters, and he goes, he goes, Dad, I know three songs. You don't have to take me. Tickets are expensive. You don't have to take me. I'm fine. But he said, uh, for Stones in Vegas, I said, dude, it's Mother's Day weekend. Mean a lot if you're there. He goes, great, man. Who's, uh, what's his group? What does he like? Kind of up and down. Yeah. Likes everybody. But he's not, Jack and I are, Jack and I are the same guy. Yeah. That if there's an event going on and we're interested, we want to be there. Yeah. Um, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, any of those things, man, we want to be there. If we're in, like we're watching right now, they're showing Boston and Oklahoma City. Jack and I happen to be in Oklahoma City tonight. We have no connection to either one. We want to go. We want to see the building. Yeah. We want to cheer for the team as a local and we want in. Kate's cool just... Hanging out, watching it at home. Yeah. Um, if it's me and him, yeah, we have a great time. But but Jack and I, were you guys like that at all? Did Jake did Jake want to go to venues? Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Jake what about throw, Josh? Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, no, they both did. I mean, Jake always used to say San Diego was too small. He's going to be in L.A. or New York one day. Yeah. You know, he just wanted a city where things happened. Yeah. You know, that was something was every night. I mean, all the time. It'll be weird next week. Uh, it'll be fun coming back in two weeks and doing this because staying at LA Live uh, for four nights. Yeah. And letting you know, cool, would I like it? Could I live downtown LA or was I ready to get home? I'll let you know. In I bet you're going to say you could do it. Yeah. That's my guess. Knowing you, you're going to say you could do it. Okay. All right, here we go. On a scale of uh, one to 10, how bad is your road rage? Um. It's bad, but I do it to make myself laugh. But yeah. now, 
like my kids are like you're the most mellow guy on the in everything yeah. except for me driving. The thing that just makes me insane is uh, are the people that just don't get it. That if uh, where do you usually drive? Are you in the? I'm not always second, in the fast second, lane. Well, I'm usually second to the fast lane. Yeah, and second I, from the left. I do it the right way, and then I go in the left lane to pass cars, and I go back. Because okay. I always think the cops are looking at me if I'm the fastest guy in the left lane. Right. So you're in that second lane, yep. okay? And you're going and you're maintaining your speed. And I'm just, I mean, I drive fast. Okay. So yeah. I, I didn't, yeah. whatever. You're maintaining your speed. Yeah. The guy in the second lane from the right, the lane immediately to your right, has no need to, but comes over in front of you and now. Slowing traffic down. Drops 10 miles. Yeah, that pisses me off. Right. Yeah. Or you're in that lane and now you're going. Yeah. And that guy in front of you doesn't pay attention to the mirrors, doesn't look and go, hey, man, whoever this dude is behind me, he's got somewhere to be. And I don't. I can get over to the right and, and clear traffic. Nobody looks in their mirrors to go, dude, I'm holding up 25 exactly. fucking cars. That's the shit that drives me crazy. Do you honk? Do you flick them off? What do you do? Well, that's the thing, man. Flip them off, I should say. No, yeah. I I used to flick lights. Yeah. Like just one, yeah. because I've, I don't know. I don't, there's probably really no difference between the two, but honking can probably be distracting. I think um, you aren't supposed to honk on the freeway. I think it's a law that you aren't supposed to honk right? on the freeway. Um, but man, guys have guns and shit. Yeah, that's why I stopped. I used to have like on a scale of one to ten, I was a ten when I was in my twenties. Now I'm probably a two. Yeah, I I went if I was my big thing, my big pet peeve for driving is the guy on the freeway that turns the windshield wipers on, that uh, does the the mist thing to clean his yeah. windshield, and then it fucks up your car. So I'll drive around to you and then do it to you back. Oh, yeah. To so go, hey, asshole! Bad. Especially if you just watched your car and that guy fucking does that and spots a girl's car. But how does he know that? How does he know he fucked me up? Yeah. Dude, it had to happen to him at some point. It's happened to me at least 30 times in my life. Yeah. They, Fuck that, man. You do that shit, that's the easiest way to go for pulling over. No, to me, <laughs> it's it's the guys that don't pay attention to the speed and just... Well, they shouldn't be driving straight out. They shouldn't. Because yeah. if you're not looking in your court. mirrors... Yeah. Look in your mirrors and pay attention to what's going on. As, as Steve Hartman said... If you're not going faster than the car to your right, you're in the wrong lane. Exactly right. That's correct. And Steve was 100% he drove a smart, smart car. On. Smart guy, smart car. Smart guy, smart car. <laughs> the big ass American flag on it and the God eagle. God damn. The eagle right on the hood. God damn. Was he selling insurance? The fuck's <laughs> up with this asshole. Dude, he was Lee Greenwood's <laughs> tour manager. <laughs> God. Get your shit together. Mike Huckabee's like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. We're coming back in two days. Yeah, we'll see you Thursday night. All right.
talk about things not to be reached. End it all with the smoke on the beach. Conversations out on the pier. Always entertaining even before we could buy beer. Walk to the park, speak our minds, maybe talk the rock. Yeah.